Hello again. It's Jolene with Ghost Towns and History of Montana. I'm here to share another Montana ghost story with you. Today's story is from the Weibo Pioneer newspaper from December 20th, 1912. This one's just titled A Ghost Story by Phoebe Saltz. Some few years ago, a friend of mine, Fred Blakely by name, and I were traveling in the western part of Montana and happened to stop at a little village situated just at the foot of the Rocky Mountains. Fred and I at once decided to stay there for a few days and make some trips up into the mountains. So the next day we set out on horseback and spent a very delightful day tramping about and taking photographs of the wild but grand scenery. It was in the early spring, and most of the wild trees and flowers were in full bloom. Just as we were thinking of returning home, it began to rain. At first, it was a heavy driving shower, and the raindrops beat in through the trees with a force equal to that of a bullet. It soon settled into a cold, dreary drizzle that chilled us to the very bone. By this time, it was so dark that we could not see the trail and had to let our horses go blindly. All at once, Fred, who was ahead, shouted, Jack, there's a house just ahead. Oh, how glad I was. I instantly had visions of a warm fire and a cup of steaming tea. But I was doomed to disappointment. For the next half hour, we shook the door until... Judging from the rattle, it was about to break from its hinges. Must be a vacant house. Let's go around and see if we can't crawl in a window. I called to Fred when the rain had begun to run in a steady stream from the roof into my collar and then down my back, and still we received no answer to our loud calls and knocks. We found one of the windows at the side of the house broken and climbed in, finding ourselves in a large, dark, old-fashioned hall with a large door at one end and a narrow stairway at the other. With the aid of matches, we found our way through this door into a large, dark room. Fred had brought the shutters of the window, so we proceeded to make a fire. As it blazed up, we glanced around the dim old room with its great fireplace at one end, rows of pictures of queer-looking men and women, and at the chairs placed primly against the wall and covered with fully two inches of dust. We managed to sweep some of this off from two chairs and pulled them up to the fire. The rain pattered softly on the window panes and a sense of warmth crept over our chilled bodies, which made us feel very drowsy. I awoke with a start. The fire was nearly out and the air felt heavy and oppressing. The dim pictures on the wall seemed to stare at me sternly, as if resenting my presence there. Then Fred snored, and the wind started up instantly, then died down in a sickening wail. A window rattled, and I heard a rustling like silk. Hello, cried Fred, wide awake now. There must be spooks in here. I feel them. 
I shivered, for just then a wailing, despairing whisper caught my ear. The fire turned to a blue flame, and finally, as the whisper came again, it went out. The shuddering sound grew louder, and I heard the soft rustling of skirts and the stealthy tramp of feet. There seemed to be a room full of people bewailing some misfortune. Suddenly, I felt an icy hand on my shoulder. My hair rose stiffly on end, and my heart nearly stopped beating. I tried to call out, but could not. The hand moved down my arm, and I felt a sharp prick, as if someone were sticking a needle in my arm. Again I felt it, and again here, and there, and around it went, as if it was tattooing some design on my arm. I heard Fred shouting and sprang to my feet. Come on, Jack, cried my excited chum. Let's get out of this beastly place. The moon was shining brightly, and as I glanced hurriedly around the room, everything looked very much as it had the forepart of the evening. On gaining the outside, I related my experience and pulled up my sleeve to prove it, but I found nothing on my arm. Fred's experience had been the same as mine, and we spent the rest of the night talking them over. Arriving at the village the next morning, we made inquiries about the house and were told that the occupants of the house had been murdered one night by a band of robbers. A few days later, we boarded an eastbound train and have never since gone back to the scene of our ghostly experience. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We hope you'll come back soon. Until then, take care.